Hey everybody, Nate Wolf here from the Born to be Wild podcast. Every time a new set comes out, we do a full-blown card review show that's typically seven plus hours long. This time we broke things down and made separate video for each class, which I'll link in the description below. I made this quick mini episode for those of you wanting to cut to the chase and see what our top anticipated cards for Forged in the Barrens are and why we thought they were the best. Before we get started, a couple of things to keep in mind. We're a wild podcast, so we look at these cards specifically from a wild perspective. Typically, a card that's good in standard just isn't good enough for wild. In wild, the decks are extremely fast, efficient, and refined, so to score well, a card needs to either be good enough to replace a card in an existing deck, or good enough to create a new archetype or revive an old one. Unfortunately, this doesn't happen all that often. Here's the scoring system we used. Cards were scored from 1 to 5, 1 being the worst and 5 being the best. 1 is unplayable, 2 sees fringe play, 3 is playable, 4 is played in meta decks, and 5 is meta-defining, bananas might get nerfed. The way that we determine these scores is as follows. Each of us scores the cards individually, then our scores are averaged together to make the final score for each card. One final thing to keep in mind, these scores are just our opinions. While we are what I'd consider experts of the wild format, none of us have played these cards yet, and we very well could be wrong in our assessments. We do not recommend crafting anything right off the bat. Rather, wait a week or two and see how things shake out before crafting or dusting anything. And without further ado, here are our top 15-ish cards from Forged in the Barrens. First up, we have six cards tied with a score of 3.25, which we consider playable. The first card is Overlord Sourfang. This is a warrior legendary 7 mana 5-4 with battle cry resurrect two friendly frenzy minions, deal one damage to all other minions. While this card is a little slow, it has a very powerful effect. Not only does it resurrect two minions a la Nazoth, it also has a whirlwind effect dealing one damage to the entire board. This ensures that the two minions resurrected will have their frenzy effects triggered immediately. This card is from a new warrior archetype, so we're not sure how good it'll be yet, but the effect seems pretty awesome. Next up is Outrider's Axe. This is a 4-mana 3-3 weapon that reads, After your hero attacks and kills a minion, draw a card. In the reveal stream, Hearthstone developer Liv Breeden said that this card had to be nerfed in development because it was so strong, and that they're still keeping an eye on it. There's a lot of utility here because it can go face or attack a minion, and the upside of drawing a card every time it kills a minion seems really strong. Card advantage leads to winning games. The next card is Northwatch Commander. It, this is a 3-mana, three 3-4 three, rare minion with a battle cry. If you control a secret, draw a minion. Not only does this card have good stats for the mana, but with Paladin Secrets costing only 1 mana, this card is very easy to proc. As we all know, drawing and tutoring cards is great, as is thinning your deck. We think this card will be a key minion in the new version of the Secret Paladin archetype. Speaking of Secret Paladin, the next card is Sword of the Fallen. This is a 2-mana 1-3 rare weapon that reads, After your hero attacks, cast a secret from your deck. This card goes hand-in-hand -hand with the previous card, Northwatch Commander. Casting secrets from your deck without paying their mana cost is amazing, and you can do it three times with this weapon. We actually think these cards are strong enough to potentially make Mysterious Challenger obsolete. The next card up is Varden Dawngrasp, the Mage Mercenary. Varden is a 4-mana 3-3 legendary minion with a battle cry. Freeze all enemy minions. If any are already frozen, deal 4 damage to them instead. While we're not quite sure what deck Varden fits in, we all agree that they're very powerful. Varden is essentially Frost Nova on a stick, which you can combo into a board clear or use to buy yourself a turn. 
We see this card potentially being played in Mozaki Mage in place of Frost Nova and are interested in exploring Varden's other possibilities. Finally, we have Wildfire. This is a 2-mana epic mage spell that reads, Increase the damage of your hero power by 1. We think this card is great because it's a permanent upgrade to your hero power for the rest of the game and you can play it twice. It has to be the right deck, but a 2-mana hero power dealing 3 damage seems incredibly good. We are wondering how this card interacts with Frostlich Jaina, which is still to be determined, but the possibility of dealing 3 damage and creating a water elemental seems amazing. The next 5 cards are all tied with a score of 3.5, which is somewhere between playable and played in meta decks. First up is Lushwater Mercenary. This is a 2-mana 3-2 Murloc with a battle cry. If you control a Murloc, gain plus 1 plus 1. Speaking of bringing back old archetypes, it looks like we may see a resurgence of Murloc Shaman, and if so, this card fits into the deck easily. It's strong when played on curve, but should be very easy to proc its battle cry. Next up is Cannonmaster Smith. This is a 5-mana 4-4 Paladin Legendary with a battle cry. Transform your secrets into 3-3 soldiers. They transform back when they die. Again, we're back to the secret paladin archetype. Here we see the devs take a real think-outside-the-box approach, which is very interesting. There's a lot of value here, especially when combined with a card like Animated Broomstick, where you can potentially convert your secrets into minions, clear the board, then turn them back into secrets. We'll have to playtest it, but in theory, it sounds like a really strong effect. Next up is Knight of Anointment. This is a 1-mana one 1-1 one, one minion with a battle cry, draw a holy spell. We can easily see this card slotted into any Paladin deck. As I'll keep saying over and over, drawing cards is good. All Librams are holy spells, so if you're playing pure Pally or Librum Pally, you'll draw your Librams. In looking at Odd Paladin, this card will draw Blessing of Might, Blessing of Authority, Divine Favor, or the new spell Conviction. Next up is Runed Orb. This is a 2-mana mage spell that reads, Deal 2 damage, discover a spell. There's a lot of utility here. This card can go face and the discover mechanic is fairly strong. We can see this card slotting into both Quest Mage and Mozaki Mage. Last up, we have Celestial Alignment. This is a 7-mana epic druid card which reads, Set each player to 0 mana crystals. Set the cost of cards in all hands and decks to 1. While it's a little tricky to foresee exactly how this card will work in action, the potential is terrifying. Druid is great at ramping and has an endless supply of giant minions, so it's only a matter of time before someone like Concerned Mom or Clark Hellscream breaks the meta with this card. Next up, we have two cards that are tied with a score of 3.75, which is right on the cusp of played in meta decks. First up is Conviction. This is a 1-mana epic paladin spell that reads give a random friendly minion plus 3 attack. At 5 mana, give 2 random friendly minions plus 3 attack. And at 10 mana, give 3 random friendly minions plus 3 attack. This card seems insane in Odd Paladin. It easily replaces Blessing of Might that has been long run in the 1 mana slot. I personally rated this card a 5. At worst, it's a Blessing of Might, but even if you play it on curve, it's a 1 mana deal 6 damage, and at best, it's a 1 mana deal 9 damage. Next up is Refreshing Spring Water, which I also personally rated a 5. This is a 4 mana mage spell which reads draw 2 cards, refresh 2 mana crystals for each spell drawn. This replaces Arcane Intellect or some other draw card in Mozaki Mage. Drawing 2 cards with the high probability of refreshing mana crystals seems absolutely bananas to me. You won't be running this card in every mage deck, but in the right deck, it's a powerhouse. The next 3 cards are tied with a score of 4, which we think will be played in wild meta decks. First up is Tasman Rome. 
This is a 3-mana 1-3 Legendary Warlock minion that reads, Whenever you cast a shadow spell that costs 1 or more, add a copy to your hand that costs 0. You know what's great? 0-mana spells are great. When we look at the shadow spells, we have things like Defile, Sense Demons, and Twisting Nether, but where I really see this card being played is in Dark Lair Warlock with Power Overwhelming. You get 2 Power Overwhelmings for the price of 1. Next up is Firemancer Flurgle. This is the Shaman Legendary 2-mana two 2-3 two, Murloc that reads, After you play a Murloc, deal 1 damage to all enemies. The writing is definitely on the wall for the resurgence of Murloc Shaman, and this card fits in the deck easily. We compare this card to Arcane Flak Mage in Mage, or Altreus in Demon Hunter. Its ability is super easy to proc, and when paired with a card like Toxin Fin, is a full board clear for only 3 mana. Last up is Scab's Cutter Butter, or as we lovingly call him, Stab's Nutter Butter. This is a 4-mana 3-3 Legendary Rogue minion that reads Combo. The next two cards you play this turn cost 3 less. Cheating mana is great, and while this does take a combo to activate, the ability to play the next two cards this turn at a reduction of 3 each seems like some insane value. We need to test this card to see how it works in action and how good it really is, but the possibilities seem really scary. And now for our number 1. Our top scoring card at 4.25 is Wicked Stab. This is a 2-mana common rogue spell which reads, deal 2 damage. It upgrades when you have 5 mana to deal 4 damage and when you have 10 mana to deal 6 damage. No matter how you look at this, it's a lot of damage for a little bit of mana and can often be a 2-mana eviscerate or a 2-mana fireball. Also, we don't think this replaces eviscerate, it just adds to it. Alright, that's it for our top cards for Forged in the Barrens. For our complete set review, please see the links in the description below. And for more wild content, check us out at www.borntobewildhs.com. Thank you for watching and have a great day.